Welcome to the Birthing in New Earth podcast, awakening the divine feminine in birth, business, and spirituality. My name is Samantha, and in this podcast, I'll be having conversations with movers and shakers from around the world on a range of topics. I truly believe that when we tap into the areas around birth and business and spirituality, there is true potential for change in the world. The time is now to create the future of our dreams. Hello and welcome to season three of the Birthing in New Earth podcast. This is Samantha and I am beyond excited to be sharing this season with you. We have some amazing, amazing guests coming on. They're doing such awesome work in the world, sharing their mission, their passions. And yeah, it's just so beautiful to be having these conversations, especially at this time on our planet. There's many people I speak to and for myself included, you know, it's easy to get down when we see what's happening, the chaos, the darkness. But I truly believe that we are moving into greater times. And when I speak to such amazing people sharing such beautiful things in the world, it's very inspiring. It really is the solutions that are coming through. So It's important to look at what's happening in the world, but also to channel our awareness and our energy into the solutions. And that's what I really love about the guest coming on and this podcast is really about how to be that change and how to make that change that we want to see in the world. So in this episode, we have Diane Boulot and Simon Veridan. And our topic that we dive into is so, so, so I feel so important in this time. We talk about spiritual sovereignty, common law, natural law sovereignty, and just so much more. They share a lot about their journey and what's led them to to do this work and what they're they're launching some beautiful things coming up. So yeah, this is this is a great topic, especially at this time. I hope you enjoy this deep dive as much as I had, and I will chat to you soon. Take care. And there's so much more happening with birthing in New Earth. So stay tuned. Get in touch with us on Instagram. Sign up for our newsletter. We have lots of special offers coming in there. And yeah, stay tuned for more to come. Much love. All right. I am super excited to have Diane and Simon with us today. I love what you both are doing and sharing in the world. So I really thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having us, Samantha. It's It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to yeah. be here. I feel like we have such a um, juicy and very, very important topic to dive into today. It's especially with the state of the world. And I feel like this information is vital to get out here. So I'm really excited to deep dive into this. So we're going to be talking about sovereignty and what that means for the individual and the collective. And I feel like many people are talking about sovereignty at the moment, but my feeling is that a lot of people maybe don't know the depth of what it is and what it truly means to be sovereign and free. And So I would love to hear a little bit about your journey and your discovery of what sovereignty means for you and for the collective and how you started to come into this work. You want to start, Simon? Sure. (laughs) Um, For me, it's been a journey um, that started on the spiritual side. Um, And from the spiritual sovereignty became a thing maybe four or five years ago where I was thinking about different aspects of um, my involvement uh, with a yoga and uh, a teacher. 
And um, I, I went through about a four or five year process to really figure out like, um, what am I involved in? What am I doing? And uh, uh, because the questions that came up um, were sort of prompting me to think about whether the entire thing, although most of it, I would say 99% of it was really positive for me. I, I was on a 20 year journey with this group and with this teacher. Mm. And uh, I learned a lot. And um, uh, there was really just a sort of slight sliver of doubt about it that sort of came up again and again. Mm. And um, the questions that really um, focused things for me were, does it empower me? Does what I'm experiencing here empower me? Or am I asked to give my energy away? Away. Mm. Asked to give my um, power away. And it's interesting because we knew we were doing this podcast. Um, we're both really switched into the topic. We're switched into it anyway. I'm, I'm involved with a, with a group here uh, where we talk about it once a week and uh, we each do research. It's like a study group. It's really, I, I really encourage anyone anywhere to do something like that because you really, you really call down the knowledge of something if you're sitting in a group together and, and you research stuff. And um, this morning, Related to this, um, I had this image of the pranam that you do in, in yoga when you're um, with the when it with a teacher. It's very traditional. It comes from India, and um, it's offering prasad like a gift, you know. And you're doing this um, out of gratitude for what you're receiving, the liberations that you're receiving from your teacher. Um, but you also do um, uh, a pranam, which is uh, understood as a yogi as this. I'm doing this um, in order to overcome my ego. So it's a positive thing. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they're usually not demanding that of you um, for, all of those, for all of those who have never been exposed to that kind of yoga and just have, uh, just have done the Hatha yoga. Um, yoga in India can be a real guru-disciple relationship and it involves surrendering to the guru. And there's a gesture that you do. And, and to me, that became very clear this morning. No? I shared it with you. Mm-hmm. So this gesture, and we, we recently saw it in a, in a, in a TV series called She-Ra, uh, which are really oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's for, I think, young teenagers, but we yeah. are how, how intense it is and how switched on it is. It's amazing. Wow, cool. You know, mm. who wrote She-Ra? Please call us. We want to we hang out with you. <laughs> So this one character that was always very like uppity and you know very so well 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 crafted these characters she's very sort of strong in her character and very sort of um yeah rebellious uh there was a point in the story where she uh, surrenders to this um to this other character who 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 sets himself up as um lord prime like a sort of lord or a teacher and um uh it really plays on the religious aspects and and, uh, and what goes on there and that came back to me this morning when I was um, meditating, and it's just like I felt like what a strong gesture that is. Mm. And, um, it really made me want to um, investigate, you know, with Diana, go on a, a shamanic journey, and and see if the gestures that I've made, you know, on that path, are um, kind of contracts. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's like signing a contract doing a certain universal gesture. And um, I talked about also uh, Mikhail Chekhov, who um, was an acting coach. And he talks about how the psychological gestures call in the energy of that um, emotion. 
Mm. Like uh, you can have certain psychological gestures, like if you're like in this sort of embryonic pose on the floor as an actor on the mm. stage, you're in that instantly as an actor. Mm. You know that what that means comes to you. You know, or if you're standing, you know, as a guard, you know, at a temple, or whatever, and you're you're standing erect and like this, the strength of that comes to you. So I was wondering about that, and um, that's something that's beautiful about shamanic journeying. You can you can go into the spirit world on a shamanic journey with a strong intention to find out knowledge about a specific topic, and you will get an answer. Answer, yeah. So that's something that I want to, you know, still investigate. Whether yeah. Something there, because um, when you find something like that on a on a spirit journey, you can then then and there with your spirit guides dissolve that contract. Mm. That contract somehow, may also in other lifetimes, you can say, "I'm dissolving this contract." You have the power, and this brings me to the first point of like what what it means to be um, sovereign. It doesn't mean that you're a king ruling over others or you're somehow regal in some way. That's an idea that was imposed on humanity. Yeah. The, the, the whole cosmic joke about sovereignty is that we all are sovereign beings. Yeah. Already. Right. We're not doing anything. We're already yeah. there. Yeah, it's our divine right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And mm. agreeing not to be. Yeah. That's what it, yes. that's what it is so interesting about learning about law, um, silent consent. That's what's happening in the world right now. There's constantly an announcement. This is what we're doing, for instance. And then if nobody says, I do not consent, it's silent consent by everybody. Mm. And Mm. universally speaking, it's actually okay what they're doing. I mean, it's not yeah. manipulation, but it yeah. kind of works. It's it's on very shaky ground because all you have to do, you can stand up and say, I do not consent. And by the way, everything that you post on your door, I learned in my little study group on Tuesday, your door is where you make announcements to the world. Your physical door, really? of your house, you put a notice up there and it counts. It's legal. Okay. You've now made an announcement. Like if then anybody comes from the city or whatever, then those are the rules that you've made and you've given notice that I do not consent to the regulations, I do not consent to this, I do not consent to that. That's then law. You've actually changed something there. So we're we're working on a document in that study group uh, of what not to consent to. And I, I wrote something yesterday because uh, one of the real experts in the group um, asked me, well, please write that down, what you and Diana have been working on. We sometimes we stand on the terrace and we call it a spirit tantrum. I stand there and say, I consent to da 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 da. And then I always end with, and you beings, I think that you need to do this. Yeah. You are connected to source, even though you don't know it. And you don't have to manipulate us. You yeah. Your own access. Mm. I wrote something yesterday that is, um, and the intention is to cover all the different layers of our being. So our being that comes directly from source. The soul layer, the consciousness layer, the emotional, psychological layer, the pranic mm-hmm. energy layer, which is only about this this thin along our body. Mm-hmm. Our astral body can be huge, usually. Like yeah. And our physical body. So all those layers are mentioned in this, um, I called it the um, all-encompassing declaration of integrity. Because Love it. it gets up. Mm-hmm. 
this is what I'm available for. And this is what I don't consent to. This is my space. I'm a being. My consciousness is my space. My body is my space. I do not allow anything to enter into it that is not of me and is not organic. And um, I don't want to be emotionally manipulated with fear. I do not consent mm. to manipulation that way. I do not consent to manipulation in my consciousness with thoughts being somehow suggested to me. All of mm. these things. So we can go through that a little bit better. So that just as a yeah. kind of yeah, lead-in. <laughs> yeah, amazing. It's amazing the, the work that you're you're doing and um how important that is. And I think this information really needs to get out there because again, like you said, we're we're giving our power away. We're consenting without knowing that we're consenting. And so then that's it's really powerful when you can know that you have that you're this you know, by just by being born, you're a sovereign being and you have that right and you can take that power back. Um, I think that's, yeah, so powerful and important. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And it's good news in a way because it's, it's yeah, you, it's hope. You acknowledge that you're already there and then, then you're just ticking off the boxes of what you need to communicate and in different situations. Mm. Yeah. Did you want to share some more to that, Diane? Yeah, it's been it's been a real adventure that we've been on together. And um, the whole idea of sovereignty has been kind of deep in my heart for a long time before I met Simon and we started working on the theme together. And the, the, the place where I kind of really started exploring this was in my own shamanic journey. So I've been doing shamanic medicine for about 15 years. And a lot of that involves really diving deep into, let's say, the astral layers of reality where a lot of energies are actually imposing um, in an invisible way mm. certain realities onto you, which are affecting you in your physical life, which are affecting your thoughts, mm. your emotions, your whole state of being. But until you kind of know how to see the astral layer for what it is, um, you just don't really understand how bound up you are in a whole series of strange manipulations and contracts and agreements that are binding you down. And... Um, mm. So without really being aware of the uh, the kind of overall topic of sovereignty, which includes all sorts of layers, like Simon said, there's your medical sovereignty, your legal sovereignty, there's financial sovereignty. There's all sorts of aspects to sovereignty. For some reason, I just was led very deep into what I call an aspect of spiritual sovereignty. Mm. We're kind of undoing a historical level of binding that has been imposed upon us through religions, through state structures, um, through different organizations, and which ultimately exist to feed what I call a control mm. group. You know, and mm. a lot of people talk about this, which is, you know, the, the energetic aspect of the man manipulation and, and enslavement of society Amen. and mm. humanity. And ultimately the end goal there is to feed off and siphon our energy. And um you know, it's it really is like the Matrix movie. You know, you are the battery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really, really is that. Yeah. When you journey deep into those layers, you realize that it's absolutely true, even down to feeding tubes that are coming off your body in the astral. Mm. Mm. And um, so I spent kind of sporadically over years, different um, different periods, dealing with different kinds of contracts which were affecting my sovereignty and also in very practical ways. So I had to undo lifetimes that I'd had in the Catholic or in Christian churches, for example, where I'd made vows of poverty 
or I'd made vows of chastity or I'd made vows of silence, for example. Mm-hmm. And all of these were deemed as great virtues, you know, by the church. And <laughs> yeah, like all the things that make humans powerful, their, their, their sexuality, their speech, yeah. Yeah. their resources, yeah. you know, let's make sure you feel good about not having those. And um, and I as I was as I was undoing those con- contracts, I was also seeing the beings behind the contracts that were benefiting from me not having mm. a voice benefiting from my sexual energy being suppressed and siphoned away, benefiting from me being in a fearful relationship around abundance and wealth and not feeling I could land on the earth, which creates a kind of survival fear, which again, mm. read from. and so undoing these contracts over time in my lifetime was a really powerful shift for me. And there were many other kinds of contracts, but I'm just dropping those in as examples of where we've been tricked into making an agreement with what we've seen in other lifetimes, perhaps, or many people still see as a higher power, and entering into a contract and exchange, which is taking away our natural power and and eroding our sovereignty, putting us into a position of subservience to another Mm. being or whatever it is. And so as I was doing that more and more and more, I found myself really reinforcing how I don't um, stand in subservience in relation to anyone, whether it's a a church, whether it's a government, whether it's a state, whether it's a doctor, whether it's anyone. And Mm. that whole that whole um, experience made me feel just more and more inherently sovereign in myself. Um, and that was a very, very powerful experience. Um, and another side of that was also um, realizing that there's a lot of trickery in the spirit world and in the new age. Mm. World. And mm. people have swapped uh, the church for different um, yeah. rides and goddesses and gods and ascended masters in the new age movement. And that their relationship to those beings is often one also of um, not really standing in their own authority, standing their own equality and source being as human beings, but seeing those as higher powers upon whom they depend. And I've really witnessed how when you're very caught up in that paradigm in the spiritual realm, you remain very ungrounded because you're giving your power and energy to something that's in the spiritual realms. And you're not necessarily realizing that you need to build your power and strength here in yourself, in your body. Mm. And mm. so it's taking you up and away from where your true power is when you incarnate. Yeah. Your power is your earth connection. It's your physical connection. It's your sexuality. It's your ability to manifest. And it's your ability mm. to direct your life in a true way. And I've done a lot of deep diving into that as well and kind of undoing relationships with certain beings. And Simon's done a lot of this too. Mm where it was clear that that spiritual being was actually almost in a master-slave relationship, you could call it, mm. rather than a, rather than what, what it often appears to be, which is this benign spiritual being who wants to help you. Behind that mask, there's actually a whole other structure happening. So that's where I've kind of deep-dived into the spiritual sovereignty, and I, and I teach it that way, and I'm always kind of encouraging my students to come back to themselves and not give power to any any of the beings that they encounter on their intuitive and spiritual journeys, and to remember that they are the power. Mm. 
Yeah, so, so deep, so many, uh, sovereignty is so um, multidimensional. And I think that's really important thing, you know, than what you both shared is there's these, you have spiritual sovereignty, or you have the natural law sovereignty that we're, we're, you know, dealing with our everyday life, but there's just so many more layers. And I think we, we've spoke about this before, if you're, if you're not embodying the spiritual sovereignty, it's hard to, to manifest it in our in our daily life. And I think that's something that's so important. And, you know, I think we've talked about this before and we can maybe go into like about spiritual contracts and how they're formed and, and, and how this takes us away from our source, um, our connection. And I think that's really what we are born. I think, you know, kind of what Simon said, we're born into being sovereign beings, but then somehow this gets lost and we, we lose that connection to source. And so it's like, how do we, begin to restore these channels yeah well we could we could look um uh at and, and consider like so just sort of as a hypothesis that um humanity at one time on the earth uh, was very plugged in and very grounded and uh, completely aware of their their source that's um i can't i can't verify that myself we could journey on it and maybe look at it but mm-hmm. um right now just for sake of argument um Let's suppose that, and that then at some point um, there was an introduction of the idea of, let's say you're a circle of being, you're a tribe living, you know, naked in the forest, having a great time. And there's this one guy or gal that comes and says, you know, I have the direct access to God. You know, I can talk to God directly and I can help you. So this idea is basically um, that if you're that human being that's totally plugged into source, it's like, uh, why? <laughs> I'm plugged in. <laughs> well, why do I need you? But think about what that means in, in, in the way you think. So if you then accept you know, that because maybe he's got some flashy things or she's got some flashy things that you've never seen. And you're like, oh, wow. And you're sort of like uh, impressed in some way. I want to be like this, this, this other human who's got this, this extra thing. Then you're in your mind, you're, you're moving away from just being with that you are in the source yourself. You have it all here, all now. Mm. As I like to say, all here, all now is a nice meditation to do. If you just picture that, all here, all now. Mm. And anything, you can use that, if you get into that meditation, all here, all now, you can use that as a lens to whatever path you're on. Is it is it um, encouraging you to be in your all here, all now and your connection with source? Or is it introducing like, well, you need to go through me to get to God up there. So then now mm. is another idea. God is not here with you, in you. The source is not here. There's this idea of God and it's up there. So now mm. if you, you um, unreflectedly just accept that idea, you because you're a powerful being, you're creating a construct, a real yeah. construct, that is accepting that source is somewhere else and you are not connected to it, and you need this guy or this girl to connect you to it. Mm. A book, you know, or these sentences, or these prayers, or these mantras. Yeah. So it's a very, very simple lens to use. Is it, is whatever your path you're on, 
is whatever religion you've been born into, is whatever teacher you're following, is he constantly or she constantly encouraging you to find it within? Mm. Really, you know, because there's lots of double talk, you know, in, uh, in the path that I was on, there was one that said, God is within you as you. At the same time, he's sitting there on a chair in front of the congregation of yogis, and then at the end of the con- uh, at the end of the talk, all the yogis come up and they do this gesture of pranaming, thinking they're just giving up their um, ego. But are they giving mm. up their life mm. for means what we were harvesting? That's what we found out. You know that there is there is a there is a tacit, silent consent agreement that um, with some teachers, unknowing, they don't know it themselves when they're initiated. Yeah. The one that I was involved with and that I still love and respect and I'm deeply grat- uh, grateful to, um, he is not aware that that's what's happening. That mm. energy is going from, was going from me to him very slowly through thousands of little, you saw it, I didn't. Can you mm. describe what you saw? Yeah, so when I did a shamanic journey to really see what was happening in the relationship of Simon to the to the man who who was his guru in the past, and then uh, then what was happening beyond that, I saw like thousands of little golden feeding tubes, and they were coming wow. into wow. the guru, and and this is the whole point. And then they were going beyond the guru into a kind of astral realm into, where whoever yeah. the guru was worshiping and um, seeing as the sacred ones were then receiving it kind of behind the curtain as it were Mm. this feels to me like this is the essence of why we need to clear spiritual contracts because yeah we're actually the source beings it's all been so inverted we're actually beings, and most of the religious constructs are full of beings who don't have their own sense of their own source yeah the most fundamental contract is i just give my life force to this god to this goddess to this church to this institution to this priest to this um shaman you know whoever it is that's in that position and you are literally just donating your life force into something that is feeding off you that's feeding off of your joy and your devotion but there's also equally Mm. your fear as well and your need and your your presence and so that was that was a very interesting thing to see that, and it confirmed a lot of things I'd seen around um, spiritual and energetic harvesting, which happens in so many different ways. But seeing that directly mm. in what appeared to be a very benign setup with a you know a teacher and his disciple, yeah, mm. so it was quite a revelation. Yeah, uh, eye-opening. You can uh, probably imagine how confusing this. <laughs> almost 10 year period for me was where I was figuring this out. But yeah. the manic journey with Diana was basically in a script act three. It was the resolution and the reveal, you know, like I always say in uh, at the end of the usual suspects film where he drops the cup in slow motion and he looks yeah. at the board and all the points come together. It was like that. That was uh, February this year or something like that. So it's so confusing because you're getting so many good things from mm. any given true path. You know, you're um, you're learning discipline. You're learning to meditate. I learned to meditate twice a day. I still I still keep all of those positive things. You know, I didn't just go on to now. I'm not going to do anything spiritual. Blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. you have to know that all of this spiritual um, uh, knowledge 
as humanity collectively, it is ours and it is true. It just has been, there's been a sliver taken out and a sliver added to it. And I am convinced, and I think I think we saw that in that journey too. We can listen to it again. We record them. He is unaware of this happening. So mm. I want to make him harmless. Yeah, yeah. That's why when I talked to him, I said I started my conversation of leaving him by just expressing my gratitude and my love, just saying like I mm. really want you to know I love you as a being. I as a being love you as a being. Respect you, and I'm totally grateful. Um, but I'm stepping away from the guru-disciple relationship. Mm. He said, well said, and let's keep in touch. So he was able to. Yeah. Mm. And I was even warned two months before that um, by someone who was very intuitive, who was just over for dinner. We happened to talk about this journey like we're doing now. And she's like, oh, and you haven't told him yet. And, oh, he doesn't know. Be very gentle how you communicate this to him because he doesn't know this, <laughs> this would get completely yeah you, you yeah imagine how shattering it is to a being mm. who is convinced they're doing nothing but good but good and they mm. are doing good but there's this thing they're unaware of that was installed i think my theory you could look at this as well during their initiation he had a three-day yeah. mm. all the good stuff that he was initiated to there was this hidden part which yeah, hidden programming. Yeah, mm. but to which he must have cons silently consented in some way, slipped somehow, and then going into that station, being the guru, and really giving a lot of um, amazing awakening energy into the world and to his disciples, teaching them discipline, teaching them and cleaning them up, getting rid of layers. The chanting does a lot of work of like releasing. Mm. Stuff like that it all actually works it's just that the mantras that you're singing are giving your energy to one of the one of the gods and Deities. goddesses you know mm. consent and that brings us back to why it's so it, it's so fascinating to to study the law side yeah of, uh, yeah sovereignty because you learn silent consent and then i was like wow silent consent is exactly or consent verbal consent is exactly what we are doing you know in spirituality we're consenting with these mantras and with these prayers and um my favorite thing is finding parallels right now between spiritual and law sovereignty and you know mm. how uh, the governments hold the um the companies that make the, the injectable um harmless they, they actually made contracts that if there's anything harmful that happens to the vaccine, what they are calling a vaccine, which is not a vaccine, it's not an, it's not an inoculation, um, they are held harmless. It's an indemnity clause that they, mm. I don't know if you know this, the governments have signed yeah. this. Yeah. And um, that holds uh, all the companies that make this stuff completely harmless. Switch over to the spiritual side, and I'm sorry if I offend anybody who was born into and, and is, is following the Christian path, which I also very much respect. There's so many good people in that. Mm. Like there's so many good uh, um, yogis. I would actually say most of them are really good people with good intent. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, they they can realize they can wake up one morning and say like, "Well, I'm already there." Okay, great, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Switch to the spiritual side and the religious side. The Lord's Prayer has a clause in it that holds the Lord, or the demiurge maybe, 
and all its agents harmless with the sentence, as I forgive those who trespass against me. Carte blanche, do with me whatever you like, and I have already forgiven you. So karmically speaking, in universal law, in natural law, energy law, you're giving carte blanche to them doing whatever. And you do it. That's their main document. And, and verbal, verbal consent is a contract. You know, everything we say is a spell that works for us. Yes. Mm. That's why it's so important to know language. That's why it's so important to know what you're saying. You know, if the police comes to them, what are you saying? What are you agreeing to? You know, saying, no contract. I do not consent. If you wish to yeah. speak, I'm going to record this. You know? I do not consent to be taken into the police station. What crime have I committed? You know, prove to me that I have harmed somebody. That's universal. Mm. Do as mm. you unless you don't and, and don't harm anybody. So if you haven't harmed anybody, you haven't you haven't crossed and you haven't trespassed against anything. You have committed no crime. Nobody can take you into the police station. They're then kidnapping you, and you can yeah. say, "What's your personal ID? Tell me your personal ID number of your as as a as a police officer. I'm going to write this. I'm recording this, and then at the at the end, give me a docket where it says how many hours you held me." And I'm going to, I can press a claim against um, you now for the hours that you've held me against my will. You've trespassed mm. against me. So mm. that's, for me, the most fascinating thing. And, and to me, it, uh, it really um, also generates a lot of respect for the manipulation. It's, it's planned over thousands of years. Of years, yeah. Intelligently made. Mm. And it's, it's even to the point where they manage to be... Um, not you can't prosecute against them really, unless you know to lay down your rules. Yeah. Put them on the front, yeah. of you, you know, put a piece of paper mm. on what your rules are, and then if they then do it, still then they're really trespassing, you know. So, but yeah. really think about it. The majority of people, but uh, they're all consenting yeah. silently yeah. and openly and verbally mm -hmm. in religion, in spiritual paths, in esoteric paths, with the angel paths, with everything. So um, it's fascinating, and at yeah. the same time, it's liberating because it's so simple. It's really, yeah. You have the power, you have your rights, you know, also with the situation now where, where you are. It's yeah. Really, everyone is, is complying and consenting. Mm. Well, they don't need to, and they have their full power. And this mm. whole protesting thing is kind of like begging and acknowledging and reinforcing the authority over you. Whereas you could yeah. just go home and uh, send a donation to a lawyer who is who is working, uh, you know, to actually call on what's going on and go to the superior court of your region and say, like, well, prove to us that there is a virus. Prove to us that the vaccine is harmless. Prove to us that the PCR test is harmless and effective. Mm. Mm. And those lawyers are our new spiritual warriors. That's what we can do. We can clean up our own act and, and, and give notice to the world in different situations. And we can support the new warriors who are the lawyers who stand up and have the courage to go yeah. something and risk not having any work anymore from all of the mm. people that no longer want to talk to them because they're now going to be labeled 
right wing, of course, or something like that, you know, which mm. How are you right wing if you're a lawyer and just asking to for somebody to prove something? Yeah. To you? But that's just the the label that is also used in Germany a lot. Um, uh, that is just like to make somebody silent and in, in the eyes of everyone around them because everyone shies away, especially in Germany. If somebody's calling another person Nazi. Everyone's like, no, I don't want to be associated with him anymore. Without reflecting, yeah. without investigating, or asking him like, so what are your Nazi views actually? Are you, you know, tell me, you know. And uh, whenever I look at things like that and people, I can never find where they really would be, you know, would, would be valid to call them a, a right wing in that way. Mm. So, yeah, the good news is it's very simple. Yeah, I think that's I mean, there's so many, so many layers, like, like you said, and but I think what I really like is it is all about language. I think the the magic, the spells that we we use with our language and how important that is and learning what what we're how our language is consenting and how we can undo that. And like like you've been saying, I think that's so, so important. And and, and like you said, doing that, you know, we've talked about um, these contracts, these spiritual contracts that you've been talking about, Diane, and how we can we can verbally say, I don't, I don't vow to these contracts anymore and maybe and then also we can do that the same with you know like with the police or with you know you have your little consent thing that you put on your front door so that there it is so simple but it's just learning learning the language I think is yeah did you want to share more about that and those the contracts because we've talked about contracts and how these these come over from lifetimes and they're kind of like you called it you said the the hangovers of brought from one life to the next life and how that's affecting us in present day. I think that's a really important thing to talk about. And it's important, it's important to, to understand that the, the contracts um, may have been formed with words and words are very important, but then what you end up is an energetic reality that's there and present and, and kind of plugged in with you and to you and mm. affecting your, your everyday reality through energy. And so when you're, um, Using words to undo contracts, it's also really important to use your intention that those words are having an effect in all of the multidimensional realms of your being. Mm-hmm. Because to to really re-establish sovereignty, you you need to be working at so many levels. And and if you're if you're an intuitive, that's relatively easy because you maybe can even see things happening in the energetic realms as you're undoing a contract. So my experience is that. I'll be undoing a contract and I, I'll, I'll literally see something unravel in the energetic field or I'll see like some kind of construct that's been within me or around me just literally fall away and I'll have a strong physical and even emotional feeling from it. Mm. Um, and, and, and I know that the words are indeed the spell, but they're vibrating on many, many levels. Um, and I've also had experiences of seeing people do stuff verbally, but without fully encompassing and projecting their intention into all the realms then there's a there's a block somewhere where they're not it's not reaching some of the deepest causal um parts of this and so it's it's about really acknowledging that your intention has to be very broad and you have to be able to acknowledge yourself at a very deep multidimensional level the more you can see and sense of that the better because you have the observer effect as well you know where the the act of observing something happening makes it makes it real, and so if you yeah. have 
blind spots and things that you're not seeing is much more difficult to affect them. You know, seeing is everything. It's it's always the beginning of healing and transformation is actually seeing the thing that's that's needing to be addressed. so, so I would say that we can we can use words, and uh, Simon has prepared a beautiful document that maybe it's the moment to mm-hmm. share it with us. Okay, sure. um, yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, and actually, the whole point is that is that he's naming all of these aspects of reality in yeah, turn, very very thinking. systematically and yeah. methodically, and that really helps because then your attention is going into those different realms as you speak. Mm. That's that's mm. a really really important key. So over to you. Yeah, and and just uh, <laughs> to say something about that as well, whatever you don't mention, whatever you don't know to mention, then is not affected by your spell, so to speak. Yeah. So if mm. you don't know to also address um, the layer of your soul, for instance. If you're just like, well, my, just my body, then yeah. the layer of your soul can still be in a contract. In, in kind of contract, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I broke this down into um, the layers of the being. And what I understand by that is um, that we, all of us, uh, have emerged at some point from a source field as a being. And then we had to um, get a soul, what I call insolated, to be insolated, like we can insulated. be insolated. <laughs> yeah. And then like to be And so these are all the layers that um, uh, I'm, I'm, my intention is to address with this. And it's the, it's the being, it's the soul, the soul layer, the consciousness layer, the astral body layer, which um, I've learned in, in, in the yoga path is basically your psychology and your emotions and your lower mind. That's your astral mm-hmm. body. And um, then the energy body, which is this uh, thin uh, sort of really the pranic energy, the life force energy that um, mm-hmm. uh, is, is, is fed by the food that you eat and, and, and also by the telluric energies you get from the earth and the energy from the sun. That's the energy body, the pranic body, and then the physical body. And then in within each of those realms, I, I, uh, my intention is to have specific language that addresses that. Mm-hmm. So um, how, how should we go through this? What do you think? I think, I think reading it out would be great, actually. Okay. All right. So <laughs> the all-encompassing declaration of integrity. Yeah. By my authority as a being of the source, I declare the following. And I always feel like holding my right hand up for some reason. So it's comes mm. it's like when we say me, we're always pointing here, not here. It's like, yeah. let me tell you. And we do this. Yeah. This also comes just very naturally to me when I'm doing this kind of thing. So I'm just like, mm. I'm declaring the following. I'm the being who has authority okay. over my soul, my consciousness, my astral body, my energy body, and my physical body, because they are co-created by me according to the blueprint of my being. Mm. And that is something that I have really uh, come to know for myself. Like, for instance, health comes from a clear channel between my being, really being able to resonate all the way out into my physical body. It's constantly feeding uh, the perfect blueprint of health all the way to my physical body. So from the most subtle of my of who, what I am and who I am to the most dense of who I am. And ill mm-hmm. health only comes when there's some layer in between that's like yeah. I'm upset about or whatever. 
So I acknowledge all beings of the source as co-creators of this universe and multiverse. I think that's important also. And mm. I endeavor not to be in conflict with any beings when I'm doing this kind of thing. I always acknowledge them. I hold full responsibility over my soul. This is in direct difference to what we do in spirituality a lot. We give up our responsibility to our guru or to God. Mm -hmm. Something that we really say, we surrender. Yeah? So taking that back, I hold, I hold this, I, the being, hold yeah. responsibility over my soul. I dissolve any contracts and revoke any consent to my soul being held under any bondage. <laughs> I hold authority over my soul. I claim all my soul parts as mine alone and call them all home to me. That's also important because there's a soul retrieval that sometimes needs to happen. If something happened one time of our life and part of our soul is frozen in our body yeah. or somewhere in a room or a landscape somewhere or in part of the astral and it's good to also call it all back home. And it's a good thing to do anyway, soul retrieval separately. Uh, as a being of the source, my consciousness is under my own authority. I withdraw any direct or implied permission to my consciousness being manipulated. Mm. My consciousness is my integral space. It's my integral space in the fifth density, which is a which is subtler than the astral. Yeah. And it is under my authority as a being. Unless I freely invoke this myself, I do not accept any influences inside of it or close to it. Because I may want to invoke some really um, uh, healing energy, you know, from uh, close to source. <laughs> my emotions and psychology, my own astral body, are my private part in the fourth density field, the astral field. Mm. I dissolve any and all vows, contracts, or implied permission to my emotions, psychology, my astral body, being manipulated in any way. I command my astral body to go out of resonance with any entities, thought forms, programs, or devices, because there apparently are devices in the astral layer that you can mm. carry with you from lifetime to lifetime. Um, yeah. Diana said to remove many of, from me and from herself. And yeah. you're completely different once you've done something like that. I command my astral body to go out of resonance with any entities, thought forms, programs, or devices that are not acting in the interest of the goodwill for all. That's kind of like one of those values that you can call upon as uh, a litmus test of who you're dealing with, what you're dealing with, any programs, devices, or entities. If it's not for the goodwill of all, there's no mm, good. Yeah. I consciously choose who or what to interact with or share space with on all levels. Because I feel like the astral, the emotional, the physical, the psychological body, we do want to share space. We do want mm. to bond and commune. We commune. It's very, very healthy for us. You know, even, even a hug is a communion in a way. And mm. we're discouraged from doing that, which is a way of weakening us, I'm convinced. And doing that more and doing it consciously is very, very important. And holding space. Yeah. I dissolve all vows, contracts, or permissions implying that the life force of my own energy body, the pranic body, can be harvested in any way. My life force is given to me directly by source and indirectly via the sun, the earth, and the energies and the food they co-create. 
Mm. My awareness that uh, source is constantly streaming into the entire universe, and it's yeah. kind of like uh, pre-digested by the galactic center, and then from there pre-digested by the sun, our sun, and then streamed into us, into directly into our body with the sunlight, mm-hmm. and into the plant life on the earth, and into our food. My message to any entities that believe they are cut off from source and need to harvest energy mm-hmm. from others is this. You too can plug into the energy of the source and be sustained with life force abundantly. Just say to source, I accept, and it will flow freely. All parts of you will be healed by the true nature of this in good time. I like to do this because whenever yeah. I'm relating like this, I don't want to be in opposition because then mm. you're energy yeah. lost. You're in positive and you're uh, uh, suggesting good things to them. They'll there's no opposition. There's no conflict. They'll just leave, you know, or then maybe mm. they on, on, on that and try it out. I do not consent to my physical body being manipulated in any way. Going forward and backward in time, also important, because we're really yeah, all in the eternal now. Mm. If I just refer to this lifetime, there might be other aspects of me yeah. in parallel, but in another timeline that I haven't spoken this, this clearing spell into. And then there could be a hidden soul contract that lingers on, mm. not easy to find. So go into all the different dimensions, you know, find your own words for this, but try to cover everything. So going forward and backward in time, I command my genetic codes to adhere to the original blueprints coming directly from source via my being. So this is a um, something that I, I noticed on one of our journeys is that it's not enough for us to try and find a solution if for, for the people that are already gene manipulated mm. to find a way for them to come back to normal because our normal is already gene manipulated for thousands yeah. of years. So why not? And if you're going to go to all these lengths and, 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 and speak a spell that really is supposed to clear everything, go all the way. Go back yeah. to the Yeah. The space I occupy with my third density organic body is mine by divine right. Authored by the source and flowing via my being through my soul into my astral and energy bodies into all of my cells and organic vessels. That's how my physical body is is copyrighted by my being because the, Mm. the codes come from source through my being through all of these layers all the way into the densest form. That is the authority that we have over our body. Our body is our kingdom. No synthetic or inorganic or half-organic structures or elements are permitted to share this space. Mm. Talking about uh, the graphene oxide, the the stuff that we're breathing in from the shedding, from from people who are vaccinated, Mm. Mm. stuff that's just in the air. Mm. It's important to really clearly define that it's not allowed. So you... This is like taking away any con- any silent consent that you allow this stuff to come into your body. I mm. command my physical body to be of the resonance of lovingly dissolving any structures that are encountered in the air, the water, the food, or any substance in- substances entering the body. And um, there's a healing uh, frequency that that we learned over six weeks in in, in journeys that um, is uh, something that we we offer as a free gift. Uh, for download, we can talk about mm. it. I give notice 
that they are trespassing without any without my permission and therefore acting against universal law, natural law, and common law. Because if I define my rules, it's also against common law. Yeah. I invoke the high, highest healing frequencies to, to dissolve any toxic elements, mixed life forms, or nano-sized structures that wish to enter my body. I command my body to expel any such elements of any size physically and energetically. So with the ceiling frequency, uh, we, we were told that it's good to take bentonite or zeolite to physically then mm. detox the, the metal parts of these structures out of the body. Mm. And it's, it's easy to do. All of the here mentioned and unmentioned envelopes, that's really lawyer speak. It's like, even mm. if there's something that I'm not mentioning, but if it's part of me, <laughs> yeah, counts. comprising my bodies of all the existing densities because there are more than five densities in the universe are under my authority in all time Mm. together they form my integral manifested being so all of these layers together is what i'm speaking about by my own authority as a being of the source i declare that i do not consent to being recorded by any devices of any density now I'm going from this point of all these layers, what's, mm-hmm. what's important with what is happening today in the modern world. Or being analyzed and profiled by agents of any government or non-governmental organization mm-hmm. or by artificial intelligence. I do not consent to this. This is happening yes. all the time. You know, yes. By 9-11. Mm. The threat of terrorism, we have to do this. Yeah? Yes. The words and ideas I think, speak, or write are authored by me, and I hereby claim all copyrights of them. You have to do this. <laughs> because they, like all the expressions of my being, are co-created by me as a being of the sort. I hereby give notice that any recordings and analytics are not authorized by me and are therefore trespassing against my declared rule of privacy for privacy's sake. I don't need to hide for no. me want you not to record me. Privacy for privacy's sake, thank you very much, mm. as a living being on this planet. And that's also a very much calling of authority. If you're mm. living on this planet, you have rights. Mm. The entirety of what I have stated here is my all-encompassing declaration of integrity for all space and time. These are the rules that I am laying down by my authority as a being of the source over my spaces and spheres of influence as defined by me in this declaration. Just to wrap it up one more time. Now that I have defined my rules, any trespass against them is done without my permission and the consequences shall be defined by the dynamics of the natural law, the power of the universal law, and if need be in a common law court of the people with the authority to define and claim remedies for any trespasses. Because if you're 12 or 13 people in common law, you you can hold court. Yeah. You don't need a government for courts. Mm-hmm. You have that you have that right. My message to any that wish to trespass against my rules is this. Don't do it. You are putting yourself in dishonor. The laws of the universe do not treat this kindly over time. So it's mm. not me threatening you. It's just reality. This is the <laughs> choose to live in honor. Choose to live in honor. Create your own space and power from what the source is willing to give you freely in every moment. You don't have to do this. Mm. Generous all the time. All you have to do is accept. You have beauty inside you. 
This may be news to some creatures that hear this. You have beauty inside you. Take mm. responsibility for your soul and let the true nature of the source shine through you into the manifest universe. It's free, like sunlight, and it just feels ecstatically good. Wow. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have a lot of words, but that was amazing. <laughs> wow, what a declaration. <laughs> So, so powerful. Yeah. Mm. Of course, we need a shorter version of this, but this is the long form. You always have to start. Yeah, with. you got to go long. Yeah. Wow. But it's it's so like everything you were saying. It's like it. it I felt a resonance within me, and it's like yes, yes. This is exactly what we need to be. This is this is it. Like this is the declarations we need to be making at this time, and to really yeah. taking our power back on all multiple multi-dimensional levels that we've been giving it away for lifetimes <laughs> and now is the time and i think i think we talked about this before this this time now is the time for us to be doing this work so that we move into a new way and that we're not taking those lifetimes of um you know I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but lifetime of giving our power away and our sovereignty away to now, like this is this pivotal moment in, in the time of well, whatever time frame of life of multiple lifetimes to, to be doing this. And I think that's like so amazing that you guys are doing this work and sharing this and cause it is the time is now to be doing this. And so exciting. <laughs> I feel excited when I hear that. I, I couldn't mm. agree with you more. And it's actually, interestingly, something that I've been thinking over and over. Um, it came to me over the last four or five years. That's the collective lesson of humanity right now, to become our own authority, to realize that we are our own authority, to take responsibility for yeah. ourselves, for our own thoughts, mm. for our own spirituality. Uh, take mm. it along really and it's and it's and it's challenged by uh, the information war that we're in yeah we're yeah. challenging everybody to go within and to then decide like i'm reading two articles they're saying exactly the opposite uh, is it disinformation is it true is it propaganda what is it and you mm. have to find it you have to go the- back in yeah there's no way past this lesson right now yeah Oh my God. Um, it's beautiful because the, the moment that humanity is in is really showing us our level of spiritual development. So, if mm. for example, 100% of humanity was awake uh, to its own sovereignty, then none of the agendas that were rolling that are that are rolling out would even be able to take a single step. No, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. you everybody to stay at home and every single human on the planet was just like, you can't actually make me do that. And yeah. just went around and about their normal life. Or if this, uh, you know, this injectable that's being offered to everyone, if just everyone said, this just doesn't feel right that I should have to do this and I'm not going to, then, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the next step of the agenda would just collapse. And it's so interesting that humanity, we are co-creating our current situation and demonstrating yeah. Precisely where we are on mass. And um, this is really the opportunity for those of us who are wishing another way, who are seeing that another way is possible. As you said, it's the time now to really rise up and choose the alternative because our backs are against the wall. Mm. Yeah. So it sounds like in Australia, even much yes. backs against the wall than here where we are right now. But it's only a matter of time, probably. 
And yeah. this is the time for us to realize and embody our sovereignty at all of these different layers that we've talked about, because that is literally the only way to um, actually peacefully and powerfully bring this. Yeah. It's not going to come through opposition. It's not going to come through conflict. It is going mm-hmm. to come through that really peaceful declaration of your own right. And there's nothing that can be done against that in a court of law. It stands yeah. above mm. all other laws. Yeah, yeah, it's so so true that that peaceful that peaceful declaration because it's not about fighting. Like I say this, it's not about fighting against the system or trying. You know, it's just about coming over here and this is me and this is who I am and and then moving forward. And then when you know, then we, like you said, as a collective, the more and more people that start to do this, then it's just like then this is how a new earth is created. It's not. It's just we'll start to form and we'll be growing into something new. Um, just by doing, you know, taking these steps and meeting those fears. Cause I think a lot of, a lot of these things, you know, like you said, a lot of people feel like their backs are against the wall. And, and so we feel like we're having to make this choice, but that's like fear that's kind of running. And when we kind of choose no fear and choose that power within us, then the, the, we start creating these new, more opportunities, new things start to arise when we start to make that, take that path, make those choices of freedom and sovereignty. Yes, and the beautiful thing is that you begin to heal the fear when you really work within yourself and you start yeah. reestablishing your spiritual sovereignty because so much of our fear is manipulated or to do with our sense of powerlessness in the face of reality. And a lot of this has to do with the giving away that we've done of our own power. Mm. When we start to heal the internal fears, um, we can, there's like two powerful things that can happen for us. We don't feel cowed and sort of bullied into just going along with mm. the agenda, which many, many mm. people on earth are doing. They don't really agree, but they're just kind of doing it anyway because they really feel like there's no alternative because they're afraid of the consequences if they if they don't mm. go on. Mm. Or um, if you do feel that you're not going to go with this agenda, you're going to do it from a place of peace and not and not from a place of um, of conflict and and sort of yeah. just creating more of the same problem and putting and exposing yourself yeah. to actually being prosecuted because you are perhaps starting to commit criminal acts or you are yeah. starting things which are mm. against the well-being of others. So it puts you in a very sweet spot in the middle. And I'm not claiming that I'm free of fears. Of course, I have plenty, but I've been in the good fortunate position of, you know, helping to heal in myself certain fears and actual states of being, which are also also part of the manipulation, the astral manipulation, the harvesting, um, the feeding. A lot of that has to do with trying to maintain fear states within humanity so that we feel small, so that we don't push at the edges of us. And so having done a lot of that work, I don't feel myself triggered into the same fears as many people who would just want to go along with it. And I feel very grateful for that. Yeah. Courage, you know, this is the time to work on any layers of fear resonances because mm. that, those fear resonances don't necessarily belong to our divine blueprint. They are right. kind of constructs that have been kind of attached to us so that we are constantly living in a sort of vibrational state of survival fear or sexual fear or emotional fear or, uh, you know, isolation or whatever it is. And when we just allow ourselves to be overtaken by those, um, we're much less powerful. And so I would say anything that 
anything that is in your system. And if you're multidimensionally aware, you'll see there's a whole array of things that can be mm. present. Planted mm. <laughs> devices to feeding tubes to all sorts of weird stuff. Um, get it out, you know, and use something mm. like this declaration to actually release it as well. Uh, you know, put your put your attention and awareness into those parts of your body. Um, and then from there, from that state, then do the legal stuff, but do it when the internal work is sufficiently done. But if yes. you stand up for your rights legally using natural law and all these other things, which are, you know, topics that all require their own podcasts and their own lectures because they're so big, mm. then you yeah. are, then you are in alignment with that law. Mm. If you're standing up and doing legal stuff um, with this agenda, but you're not feeling an inner flame and knowledge of reality, then it's very, 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 very difficult. You're going to be using it as a a shield and and Mm. to kind of deal with your fears. You're you're not going to be actually integrally and from your core really standing up and representing yourself with the full flame of awareness of your own authority. And this is what we need. You know, we, yes. we we need to actually know within, I don't owe taxes to any government. I don't owe uh, any government to inject myself with some dangerous substance. I don't owe to stay at home. I don't owe to lose my job. You know, I don't, I don't owe that to anyone. And I know that within myself because I mm. really understand from within that all of these constructs are illusory and they're manipulative and I don't agree to them. And you feel mm. it, you know, it with full confidence. Yeah. And I think the more you feel and know that with full confidence, the less you're going to get blowback from the outside. Yeah, blowback exactly. will just be reflecting back to you mm. what you what you fear to be true, what you fear the consequences are. And uh, that doesn't mean to be gung ho because we we do live in very difficult times. But it means to be really, you know, not just not being available for this level of fear and and disempowerment. Mm. So that's just you know my my kind of contribution into that piece. Yeah, I think that's yeah. like what you said is just spot on. I'm so, so right that the, the work, like you said, doing that work, like we've been doing this for such a long time, like peeling the layers, peeling the layers. And I, I was talking about this last night in the class I was doing that. It's like, I feel like I've, my whole life has led me to here, you know, all that work. And like, we think we may have talked about this before, but it's leading to this point. Like we've done all, peeled all those layers, met those fears, met those traumas. And, and this is what I think, the most important thing to be doing like you said is to 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 be clearing those traumas those wounds those patternings from the multi multi-dimensional layers that we we have them on in order for us to be able to stand up and be in our truth and to be in our sovereignty because like you said that actually has to come first and then the rest can unfold and and like you said i do think when we do that and we are you know not being run by the fear or the anger or the then things will just, when you speak your truth and you, you speak that, you know, common law or whatever, then it, it is smoother. It's not going to, you're not going to get the, the clap back. Yes. So important. <laughs> yeah. And um, just to come back to what we were talking about in the beginning, just to sort of also just include this in the envelope of what we're talking about. Um, there are other aspects of sovereignty, like um, emotional sovereignty that you can look into. Am mm. I really emotionally sovereign or am I in a codependence with something or someone, a relationship or a teacher or um, an organization, a Mm. government party or something? Um, Am I really rooted 
you know, and, and are my emotions un, unmanipulated? Am, am, mm. Are my emotions really my emotions? And am I, am I free and sovereign? Am I my own authority there? And then psychologically as well, you know, you can investigate yourself and see like, am I really free? And am I, am I really standing on my own ground? Practically also, there's a practical sovereignty um, where you can you can start to look into what many people are interested in now, um, uh, being autonomous somehow in the country with uh, their mm -hmm. own power and their own water and their own food and all that. And that is very empowering as well, that you can say, well, I don't really depend on uh, the municipal water. And so I don't have an, an, an inherent physical relationship with the government, um, which I'm not really trusting right now fully. I'm hoping for it to evolve and to become a free government, a, a true democracy that's not um, kind of hindered by lobbyism. Like we're, that's what, we're, what we're seeing right now is a worldwide mm. lobbyism problem. Mm. It's a worldwide mm. lobbyism problem where the lobbyism has completely taken over um, one aspect of our life, which is health. And through that agency, they've, got, they've gotten into all governments mm. and they're really milking the entire mm. world population financially. Mm. So practically speaking, you can say practically, well, yes, I'm not dependent on the water of, of my municipality. I've got my own well. So that would be a practical way of having sovereignty. And then uh, very interesting as well, different for every country in the world, is it's your identity your documents. Um, uh, there are, for different countries, there's ways to reclaim your sovereignty in a, in a mm. very legal, concrete way, like um, actually getting the copyright of your of your name back yeah. to, um, you know, uh, offices uh, that are able to do that, like makefreedom.com as a website where you can do that, at least for, I think, England, America, oh, right and Spain. Makefreedom.com is a place that you can investigate those things. Um, then there's a, there's a place where you can also get your own passport. Um, it's called uh, worldservice.org. It's a passport that's recognized by 160 countries in the world, you know, and mm. um, you can travel. Um, through many uh, uh, ports with that pass. Mm. Wow. Yeah, okay. That's called worldservice.org. Yeah, I'll put those links down below for everyone to see. Yeah, so that, just to mention a few things that you can do, um, makefreedom.com and worldservice.org. And uh, what that means is that, um, like makefreedom.com, what they do is they create 128 documents to get your legal right over your name back, which somehow through some silent and written consent, your parents apparently uh, gave to the government at your birth through your birth certificate. So with mm. that, you then get your name back. Another way is um, to define your name yourself. Uh, for instance, uh, we want to journey on what our real soul names are, you know, that are valid for all the different lifetimes and, yeah. and or what our being name is. And then you can create a document and that is then you hold the copyright over your. Yeah. Name. And um, you can you can just you can just invent it completely uh, or you can research the spiritually if you have some kind of spiritual name. And I'm not talking about the spiritual name that some spiritual path gave you because yeah. that yeah. is basically co-opting you and mm. um, 
putting their name onto you. And uh, we were talking about this this morning. It's fascinating how well this is all stitched together. I mean, how well this is planned. Look at the names we most of us have. You know, they're Judeo-Christian names in, uh, for us Western civilization people. And in India, they are uh, names of deities or very often the name of a deity and then another bit that means mm. servant of this deity. Mm. So, so, true. <laughs> stuff. so yeah. every time your mama's calling you, she's putting that spell on you that you're actually the servant of mm. that mm. deity, supposed deity. So inventing a new name is actually a good idea. Yeah. You're talking I about like that. words, you know, and then Ooh. you you introduce yourself that way. That's my name. What, what are people going to say? You know, even at the courts, and, and you have to make sure that it's two names, that the first and the last name. Otherwise, courts and, you know, officials don't know what to do with you. You know, you can't yeah. be the, the one name pop star, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or no name like yeah. Prince. <laughs> that, that, that worked on an Simple. album. Actually, mentioning <laughs> Prince, um, when, he, when he said, I am the symbol, yeah. I'm not this name, he was able to get out of a contract that way. Because he had a contract mm. not to produce more than one album every two years or something like that, and he he just couldn't he couldn't deal with that. He wanted to he 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 was yeah. so flowing he could produce I think maybe two albums a year, and yeah. he wanted to and he wanted to release them. So that's why he created that symbol. Amazing, yeah. So there's power in really stating who you are, really stating what your rules are, and why not invent a new name. Or mm. go the route and reclaim the copyright over your original name. Then it's all good. And by the way, then you also own what you've bought under that name. There's a trick there. When you buy something with your name that's on your birth certificate, that's copyrighted by the government, you're buying it in that name, like a house. Mm. The government owns the house through the copyright of your name. You don't own your house. So what you do is you reclaim, you either sell the yeah. house, cash out, invent yeah. your sovereign name, and then buy a house under with the sovereign name. Sovereign name. Anybody ever, because most of this you don't ever have to really deal with. You don't have to go to town hall and say this whole stuff. It's only in certain mm-hmm. moments. Like if the governments, like they have been announcing and nobody's, or very few people, I, I'll say it right now, I do not consent to my property being taken by government for any reason, pandemic or otherwise, they've mm. announced that they want to be able to confiscate property from people to be able to finance the costs of the pandemic, you know, which they've mm. cost of which they themselves have created yeah. for the people that have influenced them. So you can uh, you can go you can cash out by selling your house and then renting your name and then buying a house under your new sovereign name. And then if the government comes and wants to confiscate, you can say, no, 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 I own my name. This is my copyright. You prove to me that you own my name and you own my house. Come back to me when you have the proof. They won't come back because they've got so many, they can just take it. And they're like, what, you can do that? And then it's done. And uh, that's much easier. The governments will focus on those that just comply. Yeah. So... That now we've we've gone the full the full circle of all the different just mentioned briefly, and you can imagine yeah. that we have like we we go into yeah oh gosh so much yeah. 
So, so tell us more, like how, because you've given us like this overview and I know you guys are creating something amazing, like a mentorship, a membership site or a mentorship site. And um, I know you guys have some amazing things in the world and you have your, your frequency healing. And so tell us how we can know more about this information and know more about you and what you're sharing in the world so that we can keep spreading this very important stuff. So we are launching a membership site called soulrise.earth. So we didn't want to be a .com or a .anything. We wanted to be .earth because that's where we are. Yeah. <laughs> Grounded. <laughs> Grounded. Yes. And, um, and so we're creating this membership with very much the passion that we want to be able to, to create and, 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 and actually also protectively make a space for a community of souls who really want to move into their spiritual and other, and, and other aspects of sovereignty. And to be mm. like a rolling, a rolling program of courses and classes, and also men's circles and women's circles and sharing circles of all Beautiful. kinds, so that people can really feel that they can come together with their spiritual community um, of like-minded souls who are really feeling this call on Earth right now, mm. and to feel mm. really supported, to have a lot of interactivity, to be able to share a lot, to be able to ask a lot, to be able to. Um, get a lot of like real life support from us every month um and we're just going to kind of in a sort of gently inspired way be bringing through all of these topics because as you can see there is so much to unpack mm-hmm. there's yeah. just so much to unpack that we need to that we need to get out and it and it and it, it, it feels like a kind of, you know, the birthing canal is very full and we need to like yeah. get, get everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the idea is that, you know, over the coming years, we're going to be sharing all of this in great detail and a lot of also tools that you can use, whether it's spiritual and energy practices or practical tools, you know, like legal tools even and mm-hmm. suggestions of things that you can investigate. So you can really build your spiritual sovereignty and watch that radiate out into into relationships into your sexuality into into your health into um into your sense of your you know your legal self as well and and of course all this feels very very important in order to support those of humanity who have decided to take the path of their own freedom right now and so mm. that's really what we feel that we're connected to an energy grid within the earth and within humanity of souls who've already made this decision Mm -hmm. clearly yeah very clear and who just want as much support as possible and yeah because we are also very aware that uh, we're very lucky we live on a small island with lots of people who are awake and lots of people who are (laughs) investigating this stuff and who can easily come together physically yeah in person but we're also aware of all the people out there who have this spark and have this desire mm. maybe feeling very isolated maybe they're in a, a big yes. city it's not mm. easy to to meet other people um maybe they're just constantly in and out of lockdowns you know and depending on where they are in, in the world and we want to provide a really safe space and a and a feeling of love and community to those people and um to that end we're also building a, a yurt space so that a lot of our classes oh amazing Space and then mm-hmm. we can have uh, local members of, from our island coming to be in the space, but we'll be teaching in a real living circle. And then yeah, so nice. when people are online, mm-hmm. kind of break through that sort of archontic AI feeling mm-hmm. of <laughs> we're all connecting by little boxes on a screen and try mm-hmm. to do that and bring, you know, living music and living teaching and wisdom and laughter and community in, in, into people's homes and into their Amazing. life. 
So that's, you know, a real, a real passion. We've been working <clears throat> on that pretty much all, all this year mm. and we're getting ready to launch. Amazing. So check us out. Oh, check that out. That's going to be so great. Cause I think, I think that's, that's what's so needed right now is communities that coming together globally. You know, I, I always see it like with birthing a new earth and what you're talking about is like these neural pathways just going across the, cause it is, we need to come together across the globe and be sharing this information. And like you said, there's some people that, you know, you know, don't have the communities in their local area that, can be sharing this stuff. So yeah, it's amazing what you're doing. So good. So needed. <laughs> Thank you. And and I've felt called for the last eight years from things that I learned um, on my yogic path and in the Tantra school that I was in uh, for five years as well, to share that without the the construct of um, the spiritual paths or, or religion. So that... Yeah really feel like these are practical tools that we own collectively as humanity that have come through yeah. wise ones you know, through the ages and then have been co-opted a bit mm. but um, to kind mm. of take the co-opted parts out um, yeah. put the empowering mm. parts back in but use the, the, the practical embodied um, uh, exercises um, that you can do mm -hmm. uh, because they're yeah. all useful and uh, it's no good throwing, throwing the baby out with the bathwater yeah um, yeah there's lots of things that i'm I'm really feeling deeply called also to share with other men uh, things that can yes men more empowered without being macho you know yes what they're calling now the toxic male but really becoming aware of the the, the warmth and supportive power of of, of men mm. you know, being being Amazing. being a mature adult mm. as a man and um, and also on the tantric side, um, things that uh, have not been taught in many paths. Um, and even in the tantric path, there are things that are left out that we're adding in, um, mm. like the uh, the womb and the hara. And um, there are things specifically for men, but also for women that that I can share from from the tantric side, like sexual continence, how to do that, um, and how to retain your power, retain your consciousness, and uh, and also, uh, you know, not age as fast, you know, just uh, mm. be able to retain your, your life force. Yeah, your youthfulness. Yes, yes. So, yes. That's the things that we're called to, to download from now on. We're told that uh, what we'll be giving out first is a backlog. You keep saying that. It's a backlog of things that we've been really wanting to share. Like, I've been really wanting to <laughs> my membership, but I really wanted to do it with a partner. And I needed to have the all clear and I never got it. You know, I tested uh, with kinesiology yeah. and I never got a yes uh, until this year to do it. And I'm, I'm so excited. I can't, well, I can't wait to get Me started. too. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I'm so, so this is, this is just going to be so powerful and it's so needed in the world. And so when, when are you launching? When's launch the next we're, we're, we're soft uh, opening the front end of the website in the next weeks, I would say a week or two. So we're now mm -hmm. at the end of October. So think like to check the, the, the website from the middle of October on or maybe second okay. of November on to one. And uh, from then on, soulrise.earth, there will be something for you to find. And if it's not the membership yet, then you can sign up for a wait list so that you will be informed uh, very quickly when yeah. the launch date has been set and more importantly when the uh the free master classes are being set which are a sort of mm. launch offering sure. 
um, so people can get a taste of being in our space, uh, you know, spending time with us. Uh, they can get a taste of the knowledge that we're uh, wanting to share and, yeah. and then decide if they want to go into the membership or not. Or just, um, you know, be uh, on a on an email list and every now and again get a free gift and, uh, and benefit from us that way. Mm. Beautiful. It's very exciting. It is exciting times. It's a, as I can say, I feel it feels hopeful, you know, when you have, I mean, I have conversations with many amazing people, but what, you know, there is hope now. And I, I really feel that, and that we're, we are moving into, you know, better times. And, and it's so beautiful that this information is getting out there and, and that we're creating these communities, these awakened communities. Yes. Yeah. I feel very positive about these times, actually. I've made a Yeah, up. me too. Um, we're going to have a great time over the next decades. And yeah. It'll be wonderful. Yay. Oh, wonderful. So is there any last things that you want to share with us before we finish? Really, just thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for holding this space with us and yes. for inviting us onto your podcast. It's been a real honor to, to share this time with you. And actually, I was all the way through feeling like this feels like kind of the first launch of our soul rise and we feel feel so are you in that and you've always been wanting to showcase what we're doing Mm. I feel very very grateful to you so oh thank you yeah thanks and I mean I really do I, I I do love you guys and I really feel um connected and I love what you're sharing and I think that's I just love getting these things out into the world so yeah amazing Great. amazing thank you samantha and also many blessings on your amazing work too yes oh thank you yeah what you're doing yes yeah people yeah. and teachers and people who want to learn it's it's incredible what you're doing as well so you know mm. respect for the amazing role that you're taking at this time mm. thank you ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been so wonderful so wonderful that we can share and continue to let's keep this connection and yeah. and um yeah i'll have all the details for simon and diane and all the stuff they're doing below and all the links that simon had mentioned will be down below and yeah soul rise check it out and yeah sending you guys lots of love thank you everyone for tuning in and see you soon bye Thank you for joining the podcast today. If you'd like to know more about Birthing in New Earth, our gatherings, events, our amazing collective of speakers, please join us over at Instagram at Birthing in New Earth. If you liked what you listened to today, please subscribe, leave us some stars, any comments, we'd love to hear from you. Any topics that you want us to talk about, please send it through. Thank you for being here and have a beautiful day.